This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I've just been trying to uh, update some news on Twitter, but I keep getting this rate limit exceeded. Apparently now you're not allowed to refresh tweets unless you're paying for Twitter, which (laughs) I can tell you right now, that's not going to happen. But I would like to thank Twitter for figuring out a foolproof way for me to crack my addiction to Twitter. Wonderful job, guys. I thought the the point of the service was to use the service. I I remember there was a time a few years back where my father-in-law and I went to Home Depot. I don't remember what it was, was, but it was up on like a high shelf that you couldn't just grab. You you know how high the shelves are, like way up there. They got to get the the machine to go up there. It's not a forklift. What do they call that? I don't know. But they had to get the machine to go and get up there and get the thing down, get it down for us. And uh, we talked to somebody at the store and they said, oh, yeah, it's going to be a couple hours before we're able to go up there and get that thing. And my father-in-law looked around and said, the point is to sell the stuff, right? Like, here I am willing to buy the thing, and you're telling me to come back in a couple of hours. And I guess it eventually dawned on the guy that that was a bad uh, course of action. So they went and got the machine, got the thing. I think it was a ceiling fan. But it kind of is the same thing with Twitter. Like, isn't the point of Twitter to use Twitter? Isn't, isn't it the best thing for Twitter if people are actively engaged in Twitter? I would think that that would probably be the best way to go. But... Look, Twitter's been very hot today with the Obi Toppin news. It's been very hot today with the NBA uh, free agency opened up. And now Dame Lillard looks like he is going to be on the move at uh, some point here before too long, which would, uh, you think, make sense because he's, he's requested a trade. And, I mean, think about all the times we have talked about Dame Lillard leaving Portland. And finally, it looks like now it's not done yet. We don't have a team yet. We don't have a deal yet. But finally, all the years we've gone on talking about Dame Lillard going here, Dame Lillard going there, uh, it looks like Dame Lillard might actually be going somewhere finally after requesting a trade. And um, we'll have to see just what kind of deal Portland is able to get back. Now, Lillard has gone on record as saying he wants to go to Miami, but he can make whatever list he wants. Uh, The Blazers' Joe Cronin, according to Woj, quote, we have been clear that we want Dame here. But he notified us today he wants out and he'd prefer to play someplace else. What has not changed for us is that we're committed to winning and we're going to do what's best for the team in pursuit of that goal. So I guess the way you would read that is just because you want to go to Miami doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go there because we have to get the best deal back for us by giving up a franchise player in Dame Lillard. Now, generally in those, those situations, the organization says whatever they want but then at the end of the day, they end up caving and the player gets to go wherever he wants. So maybe it's going to be a three-team trade. I've seen some things that the Nets might be able to be involved in that. Some other teams might be willing to be involved in that where they get Tyler Hero. Who knows? But it's very hot right now. And unfortunately, this thing with Twitter, just putting the kibosh on everything. But hey, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, Willie is in New Jersey. Willie, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? Thanks for taking my call. What you got? Um, my question, my question for you is: Do you think the analytics department called Boone up during the Herman Perfect game during the seventh inning, or asked him to take him out, or did they call him and tell him to um, keep him in the game for the perfect game? Two, um, 
last night's eighth inning. Did you that eighth inning? Did that? Did you say after that eighth inning that sums up the Mets season? <laughs> Unfortunately, there's been a lot of innings where I said that but, that but, sums but, up the but, Mets season. But it was two outs. Yeah. You got walk, mm-hmm. error, yep. home run. Yep. Did you see the look on um, Buck Showalter's face? Yeah. Thank, thank you for taking my call. But what do yeah. you think about the analytics department for the Yankees? I, look, I, I don't know that the analytics department um, calls up uh, Boone during the game. I don't know. I think it's more pregame stuff uh, and stuff like that. Uh, I, I would think that the fact that he only threw 99 pitches, there was no reason, and it was such a, a blowout game, that that was the, the – I don't even know that it would have been a decision within the, the dugout to think about the bullpen or anything like that given that he was so economical during the game. Now, if he had been higher up in pitches, I don't think that the Yankees are going to pursue a perfect game just to pursue a perfect game. If he had been at, uh, you know, 90 pitches in the sixth inning, they, perfect game or no perfect game, they would have probably taken him out. Um, but he was just so economical that I don't think that it really uh, made a whole lot of sense to, uh, to do that. Tommy is in Connecticut. Tommy's been holding a very long time. He wants to talk about the Rangers signings today. Tommy, are you there? Jordan, thanks for picking me up, buddy. Thank you for making the call. I don't know much about the Rangers, but you go ahead and shoot. You waited that long. You should get a chance to, to get no, out. I will. Game. And, and uh, you know, I'm no uh, meteorology expert, but uh, thank God it's raining in St. Louis because the Yankees look like the bad news bears out there. <laughs> it's been a rough – just what you need in an 11-1 game, a nice two-hour rain delay. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just wonderful when you're trying to squeeze in a doubleheader. Let's see. Yeah, you got to love it. Uh, but no, but you know, I, I know the uh, NHL free agency isn't exactly what NBA is, but you, you got you got to think there's a little bit of a Connecticut bias from Chris Drury, you know, signing uh, Jonathan Quick and 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 signing Benino, you know, he's a Hartford kid, yeah, you got to love got to love the Tri-State boys coming back home. Well, let's hope I hope that uh, gets them over the hump or at least pass the Devils in the first round next year. Yeah, right. No, see Harvey. See Harvey's a that bad was, guy. That, He's was a hard, that was Harvey with the buzzer. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Well, thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking in. Uh, yeah, look, the uh, Rangers are doing some stuff. Uh, I am not necessarily the person to break that down. Couldn't tell you if they're good deals or bad. I saw that they got Jonathan Quick. That's a name that I recognize. He's a veteran now, so he's going to be the backup. But still. Anytime I can see recognizable names, we could have a fun game of is this a hockey player or is this just something that Harvey made up? We, they, there's definitely a, an alternate version of what I learned on TikTok where it's one truthful hockey player name and three made-up names. And Harvey could, could have some fun with it, but that would require him to put more work into the show. He's, so, sounds like another game we have on this station. It does, right? I said it's an alternate version of what I learned on TikTok, which is such a big hit. Everybody loves playing it. Everybody loves taking part. Everybody has so, so much fun. I'm about, Harvey, I don't know if you've heard, but I'm about bringing people together. That's what I'm all about. I don't so like that, this game. Why? Why, why not? You would, have, you, would, you would have to put in a little bit more uh, work into the show rather than what you're doing right now. I mean, I'm all about putting work into the show. Have you, have you, I, I'll say this, rather than coming up with a new game, fill out a, uh, uh, the paperwork to get you some easy pass for my sake, just so I know that you're not sitting waiting in line when you don't need to be. That, that is more manageable for sure. I could do that. And um, you could probably get it wrapped up by the end of the show. 
I can't imagine that it's a lot of paperwork to get an easy pass. You just give them your name and the credit card information, and boom, away you go. They'll send you a thing in the mail. They'll send you a little thing. You hook it up to the windshield. I don't know where they hook it up to anymore, but and then you can you can avoid the lines. Wouldn't that doesn't that sound good? Yeah, but I mean, like when you went to the beach bash yesterday, how long of a trip was that for you? An uh, hour and a half. You probably could have done that in like an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, because 15 minutes. Oh, boy. 15 minutes? Well, you don't want 15 minutes of your life back when you're sitting in the car pulling your hair out? Not if I'm, not if I'm staying, staying in the same car. If I'm staying in the same car, what's the difference? It's 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes each way. That's a half hour right there. That adds up. And here's the thing. You're wasting more than that. That that line takes more than fifteen minutes. Those lines yesterday were taking more than fifteen minutes. Oh, There's no chance. There's rough. no chance that you were getting out of there quicker than fifteen. All these random trucks out of nowhere. Oh my lord! This, do, you, do you see what I have to deal with? Do you see what I? Do you listen to what I have to deal with? Well, coming up, it is the Gordon Damer Show. We've put it off long enough. Let's get to what I learned this week on TikTok. We'll do it next. It is only on the Gordon Damer Show. It's only on 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, and the all-new ESPN New York app. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, people. That music, you know it. You love it. It means it's time for what I learned this week on TikTok. You might be saying, I don't know what that means. Well, what it means is we play this fun little game every single week, every single day. I spend way too much time on that TikTok app. Probably spend even more now that Twitter is broken. I mean, what a system. I can't even see my own tweets. Rate limit exceeded. Great. We'll start tweeting out on carrier pigeons. What a good system, guys. Really bang-up job. But I digress. Every week I spend way too much time on that TikTok app, but it's because I learned such interesting but yet useless information. I can't use it anywhere else, but it's, it sounds so incredible. You learn so much on that thing. So what we've done is we've crafted a little segment, and what I mean by we, I mean I. Harvey's not putting in extra work. Come on. He's tired. He's tuckered out from that beach bash yesterday. So how this works is I will give people who work on the show today, Harvey and Chantel, four pieces of information. One of the pieces of information is true. It's factually true, and it is something that I learned this week on TikTok. The other three, completely made up. Completely not factual. Also sometimes things I've learned on TikTok, but that's not the game. The game is to find the thing that I actually learned on TikTok. So here we go. Harvey Chantel, you know the rules. You know how it goes. You know how it works. Who is batting leadoff on this fine Saturday? Me. You again, huh? Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, All right, Harvey. Let's start with this one. I like this one. Number one, on July 8th, 99% of the world's population will be in sunlight at the same time. Number two, Ernest Hemingway wrote his first book, A Farewell to Arms, in nine days, in part due to the fact that he wrote it on a rented typewriter that cost 10 cents per hour. The whole cost of the book was under 10 bucks. Number three, the actual Madame Tussaud was executed during the French Revolution. 
Or number four, Ben Franklin's formal education ended at the age of eight. So to recap again, number one, on July 8th, 99% of the world's population will be in sunlight at the same time. Number two, Ernest Hemingway's first book, A Farewell to Arms, he wrote it in nine days due in part to the fact that he wrote it on a rented typewriter that cost 10 cents per hour, and the whole cost of the book was under 10 bucks to write. Number three, Madame Tussauds was executed during the French Revolution. Or number four, Ben Franklin's formal education ended at the age of eight. Interesting here. We got executions. We got a little bit of everything, a little potpourri, if you will. I'm going to go with Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin's formal education ended at the age of eight. Yes. Lock it in. It's locked in. No, that is incorrect. I think he was uh, 13 when his formal education ended. Okay. We'll go from one to the other. Uh, Give me Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway. Yes. Ernest Hemingway wrote his first book uh, on a rented typewriter for 10 cents an hour. Locked in? Oh, for two, my friend. No, that's also wrong. Oh, new sound effects. We're We're adding things along on the... Who knows? One of these days we might actually get an open for the segment. We've only been doing it a year and a half. Uh, all right, so you're down to down to two. Uh, number one, July 8th, 99% of the world's population will be in sunlight on the same time. Or Madame Tussauds executed during the French Revolution. July 8th is a week from today. Yeah. Look at, it, look at Harvey putting this together. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go with Madame Tussauds. Okay, lock it in. You have been executed. That is also wrong. No. She was almost executed during the French Revolution. I don't think it had anything. She didn't make like a wax dummy of her and they they, they chopped that thing's head off. No. No. On July 8th, 99% of the world's population will be in sunlight at the same time, which a lot of the flat earthers take to me. Oh, see? How could it be if, if, if the world is round? No, but it's, it's, it's science, people. The science people have looked at it, and it is factually correct. 99%. Because the world's population lives in, you know, they're not living in all the different aspects of the globe. They're living in where the land is. So that is true. 99% of the world's population on July 8th will be in sunlight. It's a couple of minutes. I don't know exactly what time of day. I guess it depends on where you are. But will be in sunlight at the same time. All right. Well, Chantel, it's your turn. Uh, You certainly can't do any worse than Harvey did. (sighs) I can't. All, all right, let's see if I can get one for you here. All right, yeah, I got this one for you here. Um, all right, number one, before he worked, or excuse me, number one, before he joined Black Sabbath as its lead singer, Ozzy Osbourne worked at a children's hospital. Number two, when writing the original Oxford Dictionary, it took the writers five years just to reach the word ant. Number three, Scrabble is banned in Bulgaria for being too intellectual. Or number four, the rarest bat in the world is the sheath-tailed bat. And the sheath-tailed bat can hold its pee for four months. So to recap again, again, a little potpourri, a little bit everywhere. Before he joined Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne worked at a children's hospital. Number two, when writing the original Oxford Dictionary, it took the writers five years just to reach the word ant, A-N-T. Number three, Scrabble is banned in Bulgaria for being too intellectual. Or number four, 
the rarest bat in the world, the sheath-tailed bat can hold its pee for up to four months. These are so funny because can you imagine Ozzy Osbourne working at a children's With children, hospital? yeah. That would be, um, well, it would explain a lot. That is jokes. I would pay to see that. So that's not true. Like, literally, okay. it okay. can't be. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Scrabble being banned in Bulgaria. Mm, possible. Okay. But I'm gonna That's go, on the possible list. All right, I like this. I like this this system you're using. Here. Yeah, it's possible because a lot of things get banned um, everywhere. I'm going to go with it took the dictionary writers a while to get to the word ant. Okay, you're going to lock that one in? Yes. Harvey's asleep at the switch there. Oh, there he is. He, he, he got there eventually. Chantel, this is you're ruining the game. Yes, that is correct. When writing the original Oxford Dictionary, they, they set out this, it was going to take them 10 years to write the whole thing. It's my and critical thinking skill. Yes, very. It's it's good. It's good. But they, it, it took them five years just to reach the word ants. I, I feel like I can I can relate to that. Like I set out on projects, I figure it's going to take this amount of time. It takes a whole lot longer than I thought it was going to take. There's always sidetracks. There's always problems. All right, so very good do- job. I Chantel's been on a bit of a roll. I think you got it first time uh, out last week as well. I did. And to be honest, it's really luck of the draw. Like, well, I, I don't know. Think. You know, it, it, it doesn't seem like that luck of the draw ever shines on some people. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> that guy over there. Uh, all right, uh, I got one more for you. We're going to switch it up this time. We're going to give you three facts, one lie, and you have to spot the lie. How does that sound? Sounds like a plan. All right, Harvey, you ready over there? Ready as ever. You haven't be. checked out? Yeah, no, all right, good. He hasn't checked out on the show just yet. You never know, though. It's coming. All right, here we go. Number one, scientists have discovered evidence of takeout restaurants in the remains of Pompeii. Number two, Star Wars released a Christmas album in 1980, but the producers wanted a better singer for one song. So they asked the kid who was sweeping the floors, that kid... John Bon Jovi. Number three, camel humps do not hold water. They actually store fat. Or number four, the actor Dylan McDermott is an accomplished cellist and is so accomplished he has played on the soundtracks for several movies including Jurassic World and Spider-Man Homecoming. So again, to recap, number one, scientists discovered evidence of takeout restaurants in the remains of Pompeii. Number two, Star Wars released a Christmas album in 1980, but the producers wanted a better singer for one specific song, so they asked the kid who was sweeping the floors, that kid, John Bon Jovi. Number three, camels, humps, do not hold water. They actually store fat. Or number four, the actor Dylan McDermott is an accomplished cellist who has played on the soundtracks of of, uh, of uh, movies such as Jurassic World and Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, we deliberated. Okay. We're going to pick two different That's um, always answers. the best way to go. Uh, so I'm going to go first. I'm going to choose that there is no water in a camel's hump, and there's just fat there. Okay. They got fatty. All right. I got John Bon Jovi. So again, you're you're looking for the lie here. Yes. You oh, understand wait, this. The lie? Yes, you're looking for the lie. Three <laughs> yes. of these are true, one of these is made up. 
Uh, ah, that, that she's back okay. to the drawing board now. Yeah. Wait, what was that last one? The last one, the actor Dylan McDermott is an accomplished cellist and has played on the soundtracks of movies uh, like Jurassic World and Spider-Man Homecoming, among others. I choose that one. I choose that one, okay. Dylan McDermott, you would know him. Well, maybe you wouldn't, uh, but he is most famous, I think, for a show called The Practice. He was on the show uh, The Practice. I don't know him. Okay. So we're locked in here. We're You're up. going with the cellist. Harvey, what are you going with? I'm going John with John Bon, bon Jovi. Yep. Two musical facts. One is correct. And that correct one is, well, spotting the lie being correct. The lie here is that the actor Dylan McDermott is an accomplished cellist who has played on the soundtracks of a Jurassic World and Spider-Man Homecoming. That is actually a true fact about Dermot Mulrooney, who often gets confused for Dylan McDermott. Look at that bamboozle. Two for two for Chantel today. Harvey, better luck next time. And that, my friends, is what I have learned this week on TikTok. And now because of this segment, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get back to the sports, including some master trolling in the direction of the New York Jets. And I'll explain what I mean coming up next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Always liked his little, little, little ditty. We've not heard that this year with no Edwin Diaz. And let's be honest, even if Edwin Diaz had been there, I don't know how often we'd be hearing it anyway. Nine games under 500. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Mets being able to pull out a win. Climb to nine games under 500. Back to 500 at home. There's something. Justin Verlander went seven innings today. So rounding into form just in time to maybe get uh, moved at the deadline. You never know. You never know. But the Mets got to win. Yankees, uh, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to pull it out today. I'm not sure when they're going to be able to get the game back underway. It's raining cats and dogs in St. Louis. And the Yankees trailing uh, in a squeaker right now, 11-1, to as they were uh, playing in the bottom of the seventh. And, of course, this is the first of two. So they still have another full game. You know how, like, there's a rule where you don't have to throw all four pitches as intentional walks? It feels like that they should just say, you don't, we don't have to play. The, the Yankees, we're good. 11-1, I think we're good. We'll just uh, we'll rain this one out and we'll just get moving ahead to the, to the next game, if that's possible. If, there, if there's a window, let's just go to the window for the next game. Because this one, the window seems, I don't know, seems pretty closed. Seems pretty close. I did want to talk about some uh, some Jet stuff because we, we've talked a lot of NBA stuff today with the with the Knicks and Obi Toppin and Damian Lillard and and all those type of things. But I did want to hit on uh, some Jet stuff because I saw a story today which is like perfect trolling without admitting that you're trolling, and it comes from uh, Mark Murphy, the uh, president of uh, the Green Bay Packers. Apparently, Mark Murphy writes a monthly column on Packers.com. And he uh, recently, uh, his latest edition, fresh off the presses, which maybe that's the way we're going to go back. We're going to go back to websites with uh, everything going on with Twitter. But he wrote about uh, expecting to see the Jets on hard knocks and that he's looking forward 
to seeing many of his former players on the Packers, who have now moved over to the Jets, obviously Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard and uh, Randall Cobb. They have Randall Cobb. Uh, he wrote, quote, Hard Knocks is a great show, and it gives fans an inside look at the team's training camp. It also provides good publicity for the team. The downside is that it can be a distraction, and teams are concerned that other teams can learn information from the show. The best thing you can do if you don't want to be on Hard Knocks is to make the playoffs every year. The league can only require a team to appear on Hard Knocks if they have failed to make the playoffs two years in a row. I'm anxious to see the Jets and the many ex-Packers on Hard Knocks this summer should be very entertaining. Now, there's not been any uh, official announcement. There's not been a decision made. Well, maybe it's been made, but it's certainly not uh, out there as of yet about uh, who's going to be appearing on Hard Knocks. Now, the list of teams is pretty short because the, the rules that they put in place, you, you have to have missed the playoffs the year before, you can't have a new head coach, and you can't have appeared on the show, I guess, over the last decade. So there's only four teams that are possibilities. But I think this, this is a ma- – you'd have to say that this is a master troll job that uh, Mark Murphy has pointed out, like pointing out – the best thing you can do to not be on hard knocks is to make the playoffs every single year. And at this point, really, for the Jets, and I know there's been stories about this already, that the Jets are kind of preparing to be forced to do hard knocks. At some point, shouldn't the Jets just lean into it? At, at some point, you're waiting around for volunteers, and it's clear everybody's looking at you. Shouldn't the Jets just raise their hand at this point? It can't possibly be this big of a deal. I mean, I know that the, the, there's the idea that, oh, it can create issues, especially with Rodgers. Rodgers is going to do that on his own, almost certainly. I mean, the guy who openly supports psychedelics is worried that HBO is going to find something to make him a story. I don't know. It feels like the Jets are going to be a story all season long anyway. And I would also like to go on record. We kind of touched on this the, during the, 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 the weeknight show, ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty. We were talking about the Jets the other day. Sometimes we're all, it seems like we're all on the same page before a season starts or before a big story breaks or while we're waiting for things. But maybe I'm just misreading the situation. But I'd like to be on record. And again, I have predicted very good things for the Jets this season. The algorithm, my, uh, my algorithm that I've come up with on my own has the Jets at 15-2 and two this year. So a banner season for the New York Jets, perhaps the best season they've ever had. At least from the regular. We've not run the, the postseason through the algorithm as of yet. But 15-2 and two during the regular season, that would clearly be the best Jet season that most fans have experienced in their lifetime. Without knowing how it ends, 15-2 and two would be unbelievable. But before we get to the season, before we get to training camp, can we all just agree now that if for any reason this thing does not work with Aaron Rodgers, there's only one person that it's, it has to fall on. It has to be Joe Douglas for any reason. If it's rust, if it's injury, if it's age, if it's the offensive line, if it's the cohesion of the offense with the new core, whatever reason, for any reason, if this does not work and the Jets do not make the playoffs, I don't want to hear about Rodgers, I don't want to hear about the offense, I don't want to hear about the coach, I don't want to hear about the offensive coordinator, I want to hear about the GM. Because when things have gone sideways in the past, it feels like it falls on everybody else. I hear all this conversation about the pressure 
that Robert Sala is under. And if you're making a list, yeah, he would have to be on the list. He is the head coach, the coaching league, all that type of stuff. But to me, Robert Sala has to be a little further down the list because at the end of the day, if the Jets' offense doesn't work, is that really on Robert Sala? The Jets have outsourced their offense. They have outsourced it to Aaron Rodgers. In history, a pretty good guy to outsource your offense too. He's coming in and, and picking the offensive coordinator, even though the offensive coordinator was here before he got here. There was a reason why he was here before he got here. He's picking the players to a large degree, and you went with him at 39 to win now. So if you're not, if you're not picking a 39-year-old quarterback to win three years from now, it's like buying ripe bananas today to make banana bread three weeks from now. A lot of food references on the show today. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because I'm hungry. So Robert Sala is in the spotlight, for sure. But it has to be Joe Douglas who is first and foremost. So can we all just be on the same page with this? That if for any reason whatsoever, the Jets don't fire this year, they don't get to the playoffs, they don't get to a playoff game, they don't win a playoff game, whatever the level is, if they don't get there, if this season does not end in anything resembling success. The first person who should be called on the carpet has to be the general manager. Because again, the only reason why all these things are here, the only reason why the offensive coordinator is the offensive coordinator is because you went out and got the quarterback who wanted him as the offensive coordinator. The only reason the quarterback is here is because the quarterback you took with the second overall pick turned out to be a complete bust. And the only saving grace that has not gotten that to be a bigger story for Joe Douglas is because there was the escape hatch where they could go out and get Aaron Rodgers. So if for any reason, Aaron Rodgers is not good. Look, Aaron Rodgers will get some criticism too. When it goes bad, there's plenty of fingers pointing the blame. But the first finger, that number one finger, that has to be pointing at one person and one person only, and that's the person who's running the show, and that would be Joe Douglas. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of the Gordon Damer Show as we take you up until 7 o'clock tonight, only here on 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.